Welcome back to the second episode of Quato's Rebellion, the pod where I and Andy talk about 80s movies that we love. And uh, today's a really uh, a fun one that I think, you know, all two of our listeners are going to be very excited about, <laughs> mom and dad. Right. Uh, but they they promise to tell two friends, and then they'll <laughs> tell two friends, and so on and so on. So in 50 years, we'll... We'll have 100 listeners. <laughs> Okay, so to start off, Andy, I wanted to read a couple of taglines I found for this movie that we'll be talking about, just to see if you can uh, figure out what movie it's going to be, because it's a little ambiguous. Okay. All right, so the first tagline, I have three. Number one, some fight for money, some fight for glory. He's fighting for his son's love. Uh, It could be... Death Warrant? No, wrong. It could, but it could be. Could be. <laughs> it absolutely could be. It could be a lot of them, I right. guess. Right. All right, second tagline. This one's, it has a few more details. An independent trucker tries to earn the love of his estranged young son and save his business if he can win the prize money offered in a national arm wrestling championship. Okay, I think I know where we're going with this. Okay, but don't jump the gun. Okay. Because we still have one more to go. Okay. Third one. <laughs> Tough trucker Lincoln Hawk <laughs> is determined to win back his son in triumph at the World Arm Wrestling Championships. Are, are you talking about over the top? Well, I don't know. Describe what I'm doing right now, Andy. I'm, I'm, I'm doing something and nobody can really see are it. Are you turning your hat backwards? I'm, I'm turning my hat backwards because, yes, we indeed are talking about over the top. You know, it's one of uh, Sylvester Stallone's uh, many movies, but maybe Robert Loja's masterpiece. Either that or armed and dangerous. That's a really tough call. <laughs> That's a very, very tough call. But being that uh, Robert Loja is like the only other I'll call star in this movie, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean this one in his way. Okay. So I looked at a, a couple quick facts. You know, I, the last podcast we didn't do much research, so this one I dedicated my time to looking at a maximum of two websites to get some more facts, which I have two facts. To present. Okay. The first fact I found is that the estimated budget of this movie was $25 million. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which I'm guessing Sylvester Stallone's salary was like $24,500,000. Right. <laughs> right. It's so it, much money for this movie. <laughs> it grossed uh, $16 million. So I'm not, a, I'm not a big math person. but N Nor I. But yeah, so it didn't make its money back. No, it did not. Which is a shame. If if they got a dollar for every time I watch this movie, they'd have, <laughs> you know, like fifteen dollars. Right. Okay, and this is what I was calling a a holy shit fact. Okay, having seen this many, movie numerous times, and we'll get into it, but Sylvester Stallone plays Lincoln Hawk, who is a truck driver, and he has a son named Michael. And to me, Michael is the most worthless movie character ever. He could be. He is just the biggest pussy. He cries the whole movie, and he went to military school, so right. he, he should have some backbone. He has none. None. So I was wondering, okay, what other... Has this guy ever been anything else? And he looks familiar, so I... Okay. But here's where it comes from. His voice turns out to be familiar. He did the voice of Daniel in the animated Transformers movie. Huh. So much like we had a, a reference to that in our first week. We do. Maybe it's just going to keep coming up. I think this podcast is just going to devolve into a Transformers All movie. All roads lead to the Transformers <laughs> movie. 
so I figured I'd give him a little more runway to uh, tolerate his character a little in the movie, and that lasted like 30 seconds, because this kid sucks. He's horrible. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's just get into it. And the beginning of the movie, and as we talk about 80s tropes, we see this a lot. We see Lincoln Hawk driving his truck through, I'll call it, inspirational Americana landscape. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, there's mountains and rivers, yep. um, blasting synth music, who I assumed, I guess right up, as soon as I hear the music, I'm like, this has got to be Frank Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. No, but he does. I did look at the soundtrack afterwards. He does appear He's in the soundtrack. He's got a credit. Nice. But guess who does the uh, majority of the synth music? Who? Kenny Big Nuts Loggins. Fuck. I love Kenny Loggins. <laughs> <laughs> right? So maybe that $25 million isn't looking too bad now. Right? It's, he's got maybe, Kenny Loggins. Maybe, maybe the other 500000 went to Kenny Loggins. I hope so. <laughs> so we have this opening scene. We, we're introduced to Lincoln Hawk. He's driving his car. He's got like the classic 5 o'clock shadow, aviator sunglasses, trucker hat, and suspenders. Yep. And uh, which is a recurring thing throughout this movie <laughs> right. for old Sly Stallone. And if it wasn't too apparent that his character revolves somewhat of the symbolism of a hawk, there is a giant yep. hood ornament of a hawk That's... just to pound it in in yep. case you know you don't you're not so uh, quick on the uptake. Right. And I mean, as, you gotta have a you gotta have your own personal hood ornament when you're a trucker. Absolutely. I mean, especially do. one that's down on his luck. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> you need that hawk. Yeah. And we just see how down on his luck he is because at the beginning of the movie, he's going to pick up his son Michael, mm-hmm. who seems to be graduating from military academy at like 12 years old. Right. And um, I have it written down: military school slash private boarding school. Yes. <laughs> it's a little dubious to what it is. Right. But um, everybody's graduating, and all the other cadets are running to their families, and Michael's kind of looking around. Nobody's there, and he's a little sad. And that's interspersed with cuts of Lincoln making his way to To the academy. academy. You know, we're again, we're not supposed to really know that they're father and son yet, but it's pretty obvious. Yeah. We do get to see Lincoln pull over at a truck stop on his way, not only to wash his truck, but to basically take a shower in the <laughs> truck stop. Uh, he's spraying himself down. He's not completely naked. He's still wearing his suspenders and pants, but he's also like combing his hair and like all the other truckers are just watching he's the truck. sprucing himself up yes. for the reuniting with his son. <laughs> yeah, right. So He's he... definitely giving his truck a good wash, though. Yes, he is. He is. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about this in a little bit. There's some themes that arise. Yeah. But so, you know, he shows up at the school and it's clear we find out pretty quick that Michael, his son, doesn't know really who he is, mm-hmm. who Lincoln is. Mm-hmm. Apparently, we find out uh, there something happened in their family history where Lincoln, I guess it's his girlfriend. It's not really his wife. They have Michael. And it seems like the patriarch of the girlfriend's family, who is Robert Loggia, has driven Lincoln Hawk off. For like over a decade. Right. So Lincoln has to prove to Michael that he is his dad with paperwork. And Michael reluctantly agrees to go with him. And the uh, engine behind all this is that Michael's mother, Lincoln Hawk's old girlfriend, is gravely ill. For whatever reason, we don't know. We don't know why or we don't know with what illness. We just know that she's sick. And it was actually her. So her, she requested that Lincoln drive the two of them home right so that's that's kind of where we get this this road trip right we come to find that 
Okay, so there's been this correspondence between Lincoln Hawk and Michael's mom this whole time, assuming through phone calls and letters. And uh, so they're still kind of. They're on good terms. They're on good terms. It seems like they're probably still in love, but they've just been driven apart by Robert Loja. By Robert Loja. Loja. So, yeah, this basically becomes a, uh, a road trip it's movie. A road trip. Yeah. But there's one big thing that it is also. Which it culminates in the arm wrestling tournament, mm. and it's it's kind of surprising how long it takes to mm-hmm. get to the tournament. And there's there's also a surprisingly small amount of arm wrestling that actually goes yes. on in this movie. Yeah, I didn't realize until we just watched it again. <laughs> I was like, man, there's really not, not as much lot. arm wrestling. <laughs> <as I thought." laughs> Uh, Which just makes the arm wrestling that is in the movie that much better. So good. It's so good. <laughs> okay. So, you know, we get to this, uh, they start their road trip, and Michael, he's kind of a piece of shit, all right, right? Because he's very cocky. He, he thinks he's really smart right. and constantly dogs his dad about living life as a trucker. Right. And how it doesn't take much brain power. Right. Which is something I guess we see, you know, in these 80s movies that, you know, throw back to Big Trouble in Little China. Jack was a truck driver, so that's just something that is a popular occupation to have. You know, I I thought about that because it came up, you know, in both movies. Mm. And, you know, these movies were made in 86 and 87, I think, respectively. Blue-collar, hardworking, physical jobs were still very much the mainstream way to earn a living. You know, this was not, you know, salesmen were still door-to-door at this point in time. There was no, if you're going to do something... You're gonna do something blue collar. You're you're driving a truck. <laughs> Goddamn right. And uh, yeah, so you get that kind of Americana in a lot of these movies, and I love seeing it, uh, and especially how it's depicted in these movies. You know, in Big Trouble in Little China, Jack drove the uh, Pork Chop Express. Did you get a chance to see what uh, Lincoln Hawk was hauling? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Hawks hauling. <laughs> no, but did you see what specifically oh, product? Brute. <laughs> <laughs> and did you see yes. the tagline for Brute? I did not. That I missed. On the side of the truck, smells like a man. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of product placement in this movie. I didn't realize it, so which is great. <clears throat> uh, something else there's a lot of in this movie that we talked about is uh, there, there are certain undertones flowing through a lot of this movie uh, that I had never noticed before. Those undertones are pedophilia, Andy. <laughs> There's a lot of it. A lot of, at least, not intentional. It just comes off that way. It seems like there's a lot of, well, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because this is a really easy subject to cover. No, there's several points in the movie. One of them, Michael's in the truck with Lincoln Hawk, and they decide to pull over to the road to sleep for the night. And Lincoln Hawk turns to his son and is just like, and if I just say it, it might not sound so bad, but the way Lincoln says it, it's a little different. He says, you know, you can put your head on my shoulder to sleep if you want. Yeah, It yeah. comes off, maybe it didn't they, come off too strange in 86 or 87, but. Keep in mind, they've never really had any type of relationship. So to go straight from, you know, I don't know who you are to you can rest your head on my shoulder for a pillow. Yeah. And then when they wake up, they have a very kind of creepy uncomfortable workout in front of the truck at sunrise early morning calisthenics yeah yeah <clears throat> um and then they just kind of leave it they, uh, that's how they start to get on good terms <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you need that you need that quick 
I have it. I just kind of have it written down, like the exercise montage. He rips the sleeves. Lincoln Hawk rips the yep. sleeves off Michael's jacket. Yep. Um, and all of this to just an amazing synth score. <laughs> Absolutely. And let's talk about the music in this for a second. I noticed a couple things that I love. And one of them is the title track of the movie mentions the name of the movie right. in the song, which is something I miss. We don't see that anymore. Like Star Wars doesn't have a song that's like Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> but we have it in this right, movie, right? And then uh, the ones that aren't the title track that have words basically sing the plot forward. <laughs> you know, they're like as uh, Lincoln Hawk and Michael are <clears throat> getting uh, acquainted and they're trying to figure out how to work together. There's a song, and the chorus is like "Meet me halfway." And then I'm pretty sure there's another song that like. The chorus is probably like, let's head to the arm wrestling tournament. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the name of the song. Let's, yeah. Let's head to the arm wrestling tournament. <laughs> so that's one thing I love about this movie. We do have several instances along the road trip that we do. We see some arm wrestling. Mm -hmm. I think the first time they go, they stop at a roadside diner. Yep. Hawk and uh, Michael are sitting at the bar. Yep. And it takes, what, five seconds before somebody approaches Hawk. Smasher. Smasher. Yep. Smasher approaches Hawk. Yep. Smasher's a pretty big guy. He is. And he challenges Hawk to an arm wrestling contest. It puts $1,000 on the line. Yeah. And uh, because <laughs> Hawk is such a good father, he just ditches Michael at the bar. <laughs> and is like, let's do let's this. Let's go to work. <laughs> yeah. That's what he says. He is. I got to go to work. I got to go to work. <clears throat> it is nice that there is a arm wrestling setup already yeah. at this diner that they just walk up to. Pretty sure most truck stops have an arm wrestling setup. I, I believe that's in the back. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's still around today. Maybe we can check that out. Sometime. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where it initially looked like there were 10 people in this diner. All of a sudden there's a hundred there <laughs> like rabble rousers chanting them on right you know for this arm wrestling this is contest. a big deal um, yeah this is a big deal in truck stop diners yeah apparently every truck trucker is very into this not right. just like hey let's check this out no they are cheering screaming shoving pushing to get a better view and something else i noticed about this um because this is the first time we meet a uh, bull hurley that too, is yes it is who also kind of is creepy with michael the first time oh you mean the way he just is a complete and total stranger and rests his hand on michael's hand <laughs> That's exactly what I'm referring to. <laughs> and we also notice, I don't know why, but everybody in this diner is sweating bullets. Right. I mean, they are drenched. And I don't know if they were trying to show off muscles because other than Sly Stone and maybe Smasher, you know, Bull Hurley is huge, but you don't need to accentuate his physique with oil and sweat. Um, it's, it's an it's an 80s. It's an 80s movie thing. We just, we got to glisten you up. <laughs> And then as we go forward, so there's, you know, a common theme. Uh, as they're moving forward, they stop at another place. In... So can I can we go back to the, the arm wrestling oh, scene with yeah, Smasher? Absolutely. Because I, I wrote down, this is where we get really into what's the, what's at the heart of this movie, oh. which is competitive arm wrestling, Hawk turning his hat backwards and reinforcing his grip. <laughs> that is, that's how he wins. Right, right. That's, that's the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just made it like an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> all right go on okay so we go through and we have more father and son bonding where like michael's talking shit about hawk and not being a truck driver and then he makes him drive his truck right which i thought was gonna the point was to prove that it's not so hard but michael picks it up like right away it, it, right so i don't think it really solved i don't i don't think hawk made his argument i think it was the whole like 
let's see, what did I say? I said that it kind of solidified their bond. You know, after the early morning calisthenics, they're getting on good terms. And then, you know, you know, teaching your old partner how to drive kind of just like hammers at home. <laughs> I, that, I mean, I guess that's I'm sure that's correct. I, I, as I was watching, I was just like, well, Hawk didn't make his point at all. But he got his <laughs> ultimate goal of bonding. Right. I think, so. Right. Which is funny because I think shortly after that, we see another example of Hawk just being a terrible parent. And they're at another diner, and he decides to go over to some local bullies. Uh, I think they're playing ping pong. No, not ping pong. I'm sorry. Uh, pinball. Pinball, yeah. yeah. And uh, he basically makes Michael arm wrestle the bully. A bully. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the first time, uh, the of course, Michael loses. Right. The he first loses round. the first match. Yeah. And uh, you know, one of the things I was wondering, where do these kids live? These little... Desert towns, man. I guess so. Desert towns, dude. Yeah. <laughs> And then, um, so as Michael's walking up to uh, do the arm wrestling contest, I, I I wrote down some quotes that these kids are saying. To yeah, him. yeah. Uh, one is not the bully, but one of his little cronies yeah. says, "Kid, if I couldn't beat you, I'd kill myself." Yes, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Very kind of like shocking line. So. Right. And then I have it doesn't really bode well for Mike. He loses the first round, and he again one of many times he runs away crying, mm -hmm. like crying mm -hmm. uh, which he does several times and one of the things i was thinking is like what and i know we mentioned it before what military school did he attend like he cries at every occasion like he you think he'd have some backbone but no how is he graduating at age 11 too what's he graduating from he's graduating from sixth grade sixth grade yeah sixth grade? yes told you sixth grade that's what they got yeah. That's what they got from that. No, the, the the arm wrestling scene with the bully, I have it written down. It's 12 years of parenting getting condensed into five minutes. Yes. Oh, it, absolutely. Because, you know, Hawk goes and has a talk with him, mm -hmm. uh, brings him back. He really gets Mike into focus because Mike walks in with the crazy eyes that Hawk has, you know, when yep. he goes in these things. Yep. And <laughs> Mike turns his hat around. Yep. <laughs> and again, we have another great uh, back and forth of quotes between the bullies and Mike. One of the bullies says to Mike, I'm going to smash you, pussy. <laughs> Damn, I don't remember hearing <laughs> yeah. that. Which Mike comes back with because he's so hardcore. Yeah, well, I think your breast stinks. Man, he, yeah. he sure got the better of that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should have spent about five more minutes with Lincoln right. before he went back. But somehow Mike organically learns how to go over the top yes. and wins uh, two and three. It's genetic. Right. And so um, he Mike's coming around. Yeah. Like, he, the genes are coming. Unfortunately, Mike gets kidnapped right after this. He does. He gets abducted by Robert Loja's hired goons. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so, I'll, I'll, the quick aside, with these goons, I noticed I recognized one of them. Okay. And I'm like, where is he from? He was another hired goon in Roadhouse. Damn. <laughs> so, I feel we need a whole pod on whoever this guy is. Right. Uh, I don't even know his name, but this guy deserves to be on Mount Rushmore. That's He's on the Mount Rushmore of hired goons. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to skip some of this stuff because, you know, ultimately where we're all headed is Mike ends up running away because he was crying again. Runs back to his grandfather, uh, Robert Loja. Basically, Lincoln Hawk's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to the arm wrestling competition mm -hmm. because he's such a shitty father. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the arm wrestling competition itself, I mean, this is just 80s glory and gluttony in its finest. You have so many amazing characters in this thing. And my, so my efficiency award for a character in the movie comes here. Okay. 
And much like Eddie in Big Trouble in Little mm-hmm. China, this guy has very little to further the plot, but he is just a slam dunk every time he's around. Okay. And I'm excited to find out who this is. It's one of the arm wrestler contestants, and it's the guy that eats the cigar <laughs> while it's lit. Right. Right yes. before he arm wrestles Lincoln. Is this the guy that is also wearing a camo tank top? With foobar on it, the same, <laughs> yes. The same. And his tactics work because he really is one of the only guys. Maybe the only one that actually beats Lincoln Hawk. He is the only one that beats Lincoln Hawk. Yeah. So his tactics work. Yes. Like that's and, a good point. Yeah. But it's double elimination. Right. Thank so goodness. They end up facing off again, and here's where this guy really makes his money. Okay. You know, much like it worked before to eat the lit cigarette, uh, cigar before the first round. This one, he blatantly tells Lincoln Hawk. I'm going to drink motor oil, and then he drinks motor oil right in front of Lincoln Hawk. It doesn't have the same effect, but you have to think, like, when he was packing his bags to come to this thing, he saw some motor oil, and he's like, you're coming with me, buddy. He's like, he's like socks, underwear, <laughs> foobar tank top, motor oil. <laughs> he's going through his arm wrestling packing checklist. Uh, but he does not win the second round. You know, in the, behind all these scenes, uh, Robert Loja is making a play for Lincoln Hawk, basically saying, hey, you know, if you walk away from this whole family, I will buy you the nicest truck money can buy and give you $500,000. $500,000. Right. Which is significant <laughs> because the competition winner for the arm wrestling competition gets a really nice truck, but $250,000. It's, it's a $100,000 cash prize. Oh. And the truck valued at $250,000. How the hell is that truck valued at two hundred fifty thousand? I don't know, but, but anyways, but just really quick, before you know, before the arm wrestling match began, Lincoln Hawk he drives to Las Vegas, he sells his truck. That's right for seven thousand dollars, right, and bets it all on himself at twenty to one. Odds. But he kept one thing, <laughs> the Hawk. <laughs> but yes, he bets it all on himself. But yeah, then you know, after the fir- after he loses the first semifinal match. Robert Loja invites him up to the suite off, you know, makes him the offer, which of course Hawk denies. Yeah. Turns down. Right. And knocks that same hired goon through French doors, through plate glass, French doors. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I have it written right down. Which again, <laughs> ends all fights. Right. As soon as somebody goes through a window, it's over. And then he wins. He wins the second and third semifinal matches. Mm-hmm. And what I have written down is, in a display of sheer Stallonean bravado. <laughs> because this is, to me, this was my poster moment, was him just, I mean, you want to talk about oiled up. He is just oh, shining from every it, angle. He <laughs> jumped his... in a vat of olive oil and just went and for his it. his arm is so jacked up <laughs> while he has taken this guy down. It's amazing. I, I wrote down... <laughs> You know, obviously, Sylvester Stallone kind of has a penchant for some ridiculous character names he's had for himself in movies over the years. I'm guessing, I'm just assuming, because he must have written this one, too, because I noticed some of the names of some of the other arm wrestlers. Okay. So we have John Grizzly. Okay. So is this the... The sort of the the documentary scene where we get to learn about all of the semifinalists. Yes. Yes. Such such a great scene. We have Mad Dog Madison and then Bull Hurley. Right. So it's very, and then he's Lincoln Hawk. Of course. We're going with animals. We like the animals. Yes. So apparently uh, there was probably something to that that they just glossed over, but impressive nonetheless. (laughs) 
looking at some of my notes, uh, when he beats uh, the guy who drank the motor oil, I have Hawk wins with vigor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Come on, it's it's Stallonean uh, bravado. Oh, and so something, of course, we have to talk about is um, in that same documentary, there's some famous lines as Lincoln mm-hmm. Hawk are talking and Bull Hurley are mm-hmm. talking. And of course, the famous quote from Lincoln Hawk is he's sitting in front of the, you know, awarded awarded yep. truck yep. getting interviewed. And he says, what I do is I just try to take my hat and I turn it around. Yep. And it's like a switch that goes on. And when that switch goes on, I feel like another person. I feel like this right here pointing to the truck like a machine. And there you have it. So the whole, we knew that he turned his hat around backwards, but we really didn't know why until Lincoln thankfully explains it to us. Yes. Turning himself into a machine. Yes. Which is kind of a weird metaphor to go with because everything else was you know, going towards a hawk. Uh, and then he's, a, I mean, he should have just been called Lincoln Truck. <laughs> so, you know, we get to the final bout between uh, Lincoln Hawk and fellow Michael Toucher, Bull Hurley. Yep. And, uh, you know, Bull Hurley's massive. He, like, wins every championship for the past five years or something. Five years, five years running. Yeah. And it starts out, first thing uh, Bull Hurley does when they clasp hands yep. is punch Lincoln Hawk right. in the face. Punch him right in the nose. Yeah. Bloodies his nose up. But you know what? That was it's the right. wrong move. It's all right. Because it That's gave okay. Lincoln Hawk that hyper focus. Absolutely. He brushes it off and gets his crazy eyes. And he's in the game. Mm-hmm. As it goes, of course, there's a back and forth. You have to have their hands tied together. And... Well, Hawk, Hawk lets go during their first, I guess, first bout. Right. He lets go, which necessitates the leather strap right. to bind them together. Be- and he let go because he was about to lose. Probably. And he had to slip his hand out. Yeah. And a lesser moviegoer might have just thought that was going to be the end of the movie, Andy, but not us. You think credits? You think you think in yeah, credits? Yeah, we think that's going to be the end. Nope, <laughs> no way. Nope. Uh, they strap their hands together with a leather binding, and uh, so nobody can, you know, slip out. And you know, for a little bit, it looks like Lincoln Hawk's going to lose again. Yeah, there's a lot of taunting. There's a yeah. lot of taunting going on. There sure is. <clears throat> uh, Michael is shouting inspirational slogans at his dad from the sidelines. And uh, the tide starts to turn. Mm. Lincoln starts to take the advantage. And in case you didn't know he's going to win, the music tells you he's going to win about 10 <laughs> seconds before he slams Bull Hurley's. Okay. Uh, the synth comes up. Sure. And you see Robert Loja in the audience as well. And goddamn, he's starting to respect Lincoln. He's kind Hall. of coming around. He's starting to accept his fate. He thought he was a big piece of shit for right. like 15 years. But he sees a win on worthless, arm wrestling. Worthless bastard worthless, is actually yes. the, the exact phrase that he uses. Thank you for that, because I we need some more credibility yep. here. <laughs> <laughs> but he sees him win that arm wrestling contest. And he's like, you know what? Maybe I was wrong this whole time. Right. Maybe Michael should go live with his dad. Where? Who knows? Apparently on the road. Doesn't matter. They start a trucking <laughs> company called Hawk and Son. Right. And apparently Michael's just going to be touring the country on these long hauls for the rest of his life. Forget school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so can we talk about the, the match between him and Bull Hurley? And the I think my favorite part of it is as, of course, as he's going over the top and as yes. he's reinforcing his grip like yes. he always does. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite thing is the double move that he does. So he he's, he's going to slam Hurley's arm down. Pulls back and then just drives it home for the win. Right. Yeah. It's almost like he picks the exact right moment where if he pulls his arm back, 
Bull Hurley apparently has stopped and is, he has no right, momentum, right. so he can just slam it back home. Right. But the over the top is kind of a big deal because apparently all you need to do to win an arm wrestling match is reposition your top three fingers. Yeah, that's how you, you got to reinforce your grip. Yeah. And so. I don't know why yeah, none of the other guys picked up on that, but uh, the guy who drank motor oil didn't need it necessarily, but that's the way the game goes. Sometimes you lose at an arm wrestling competition. Sometimes you lose. And I like what I love about this movie is how subdued Sly Stallone is throughout the whole movie. Very calm. I, I, I actually have it written down. He's subdued Sly. Yeah. So he's just, you know, all of the, you know, he's his son is basically insulting him to his face, mm. which, you know, you would think you would learn better respect and manners after graduating from military school, but apparently not. No. Sly just lets it roll right off his back. He does. He's a very humble character mm-hmm. he never really takes off his suspenders and i even noticed when he goes to dress fancy he wears the same clothes he just puts on his denim shirt and tie yeah but he still wears the, the everything suspenders. else is the same right his uh, clip-on tie yes yes <laughs> it's, it's a clip-on <laughs> it is a clip-on so. uh because he doesn't need the amenities he's just a humble guy right um and he only uh really gets aggressive when his hats turn around right Turns and he can control machine. that yeah lincoln hawk so how obscure is this movie? Where do we put this on the obscurity meter? I think it's I think it's pretty obscure. I I, I think if you're into these movies, it's a cult classic. Yeah. Obviously you know it. But if I were to just walk around and just ask people on the street, hey, have you seen over the top? I would imagine most of my answers would be no. Right. And that's fair. And that's it is. Fair. It's not for everyone, but it's for us. It it definitely is for <laughs> us. What is there a re- is there gonna be a remake of this? Starring you know, The Rock? Maybe oh, that's a good question. I think it. There's no other uh, muscle man in the game anymore, other than the Rock. The Rock. I mean, I or guess Jason uh, Momoa. The yeah. Guy. Yeah. Well, Maybe I would be, watch that. I don't he know. Could be, he could be the Bull Hurley. Yeah. Uh, he. Oh. He would be a great Bull Hurley. Okay. Screw it. Maybe Instead they do need of... to remake this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Bull Hurley is, you know, of course, like bald bull from Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Jason Momoa is going to go the opposite way and just have like he's going to be like who, who's the character who's the Bible character with the hair, <laughs> Samson. <laughs> <laughs> it gives him his strength. <laughs> it's the flowing locks. I'm all in on this now. <laughs> Remove the remarks I said earlier about not making new remakes. I'm into this. Right. So let's there go. You go. Yeah. Uh, the Rock and Jason Momoa starring in Over the Top to be released in 2019. <laughs> okay. I think that's an excellent recap of Over the Top. Check it out if you want. And, or, or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think we can end on a, uh, a preview for what's on deck. What's on deck for next week? All I'm going to say is send me an angel. So we'll see you next week on Quattos Revival.